BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Oh, oh, Kool-Aid drinkers. Welcome back to another podcast. Oh, filling in for Big Z tonight is me, UJ. Sorry, Big Z couldn't make it. But we do have the rest of the crew here with us. And let's uh, introduce them right now. Uh, Run Dog. Yo. Bob. Hello, hello. Connor. Hey. Hi. <laughs> and of course, our producer, Kid J. Uh, before we get started, just a few tidbits of lion news here. Uh, Big V, Mr. Vitae, has been put on the injured reserve and probably will not play for the rest of the season. And I think we can probably say it's a pretty good bet that he will not ever be in a Lions uniform again. So I think that's fair. Thanks, Big V, for what you did. Uh, it's too bad you couldn't stay healthy. You're a pretty good player, buddy. So, uh, also, Houston uh, is going to be out to at least, looks like, late December if we get him back before the end of the season. So, that's going to be iffy, too, because even if we do get him back late December, I don't know if he'll have enough time to get in game shape and all that. Uh, So, let's hope for the best on that one. Uh, Jonah Jackson today was actually on the injury report for a wrist or a hand injury. So, don't know much about that right now. We'll see what happens with that. Also, uh, I think that was it. I don't know yeah, about uh, Gardner Johnson, but his workout videos, he's looking strong. I'm, I'm feeling a comeback <laughs> soon. Oh, good. That, that would, would be, be awesome. Great. He's I like, not what about Bruce Irvin? He's been lifting weights and like doing the, what are with the, yeah, that it? with the strings. Well, know? good. Let's go for the best with that. Why and, can't uh, I think yeah. of a couple other, I'm sorry. Go I ahead. was going to say, yeah, Donovan, Donovan Peoples Jones is back uh, to practice. Yes. So. Yes. That is good. Michigan Boys. legend. Uh, People's Jones. Yeah, a couple new additions. Besides Bruce Irvin. Yeah, I was just going <laughs> to mention that. The uh, new additions here, Bruce Irvin, former defensive end from the Seattle Seahawks, uh, 11-year career, former first-round draft pick, 55-and-a-half career sacks in 103 games. Uh, Lions just signed him to the practice squad. What do you guys think of that? Oh, so the practice squad? Well, right now, yeah. Yeah, could always use another body uh, in there. I mean, hope we won't need him. It be a nice uh, boost. but Yeah. He's 36 years old. Uh, I think he was watching reruns of Justified on TV when they called him. And uh, <laughs> and he said he waited till the end of the show and he called him back. And then because you don't want to like turn that one off like halfway through. So then he uh, called him back and he answered the call. And he's here now. Uh, Campbell says he looks like he's in great shape. So we'll see what happens. Like you said, Bob, I hope we don't need him. Uh, he might be that like perfect like third down. He might. I mean, I hope maybe he can boost us a little bit. We've been struggling. Like we've been struggling for that guy to help Hutch. If he could add like a third down presence, I know he's older, but you know, there's a lot of experience gives you a lot of edge and stuff. So, I mean, you never know. I know they only signed to the practice squad, but we need help in that realm. So, I'd be excited if you could provide some. It's true. It's true. Connor, what do you think? I think it's a low risk, high reward move. It's not like a splashy Bonta sweat type move, but they need help on the pass rush and they haven't been able to do that against good teams. So any sort of wisdom, yeah. even if he just takes on a coaching type role, I think it would still be beneficial to this team. So I think it's a good sure move. He could sack people with his mind. <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not, but very wise. That'd be man. awesome if he could. Uh, okay. <laughs> that's kind of it for the, uh, what little news we had, but uh, today 
we have a very special guest, someone who's willing and daring and stupid enough to enter the lion's den. It is Jim Riley, (laughs) self-proclaimed suave man about town. (laughs) They just let him out of Bellevue for the night to come here to do the podcast. And out of Springfield, (laughs) Illinois, here he is, Jim Riley. Welcome to the Lion's Den. Thank you very much, Jack. And I I thought that that was just between you and me about Bellevue, but uh, it's cat's out of the bag, but I'm still in the Bellevue. Public record. Um, You're a Bears fan. It kind of sets you up. I'm a Bears fan. I'm a Bears fan. Um, Let me say this, though. Um, I, against the Packers for uh, a Lions-Packers game, always on your side. Just for the record, I would rather see that team go down in flames than yours. <laughs> right. That's probably the last nice thing I'll say about the Lions today. But I'll yeah. take it. Yeah, yeah and, uh, <laughs> and give us back David Montgomery, would you? No. Come on, uh, never. Never. He's all ours. <laughs> oh, so uh, what led to this? Yeah, give us your history. Uh, this, yeah. this thing, your bear fandom. Okay, most most people, most who grow up on the south side of Chicago. <laughs> we'll migrate toward that that team that had Butkus and Gail Sayers and Walter Payton and the great <laughs> Bob Avellini. Um, yeah. Legend. Not to mention Doug Plank, oh, the yeah. man who they named the 46 after. Right. Um, so that was my experience. Um, I, I, I kind of loved him from an early age. And if you wa- watch Walter Payton's career, or if you would have watched Barry Sanders' career in Michigan, you would have loved that team. So it was hard to resist as a kid. They were always on TV too. So, so they brainwashed you. Yeah, they they did. <laughs> Starting at a very early age. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah. so, what do you think of this team right now in the quarterback situation? Um, that's a good question. Um, first of all, I'm not one of the 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 Kool Aid drinkers for um for Mr. Bajent. Bajent filled in nicely um for a backup and and he could have his, a career as a backup guy but it looks to me like that might be his ceiling and the frustrating thing is jack that we don't know still what field's ceiling is because there's always been a missing piece there's always been a problem with somebody's letting you down on the line receivers aren't breaking open um the the scheme has been called into question a bunch of times um it seems to me that uh, I wish that they could just come up with a scheme yeah, that's going to work for uh, the talent they have. Do you blame Aberflus? Uh, hmm. They haven't really done or, that. Uh, Luke Getze for like the way they're using him. I kind of think it's more. I, I, I think it's more maybe especially now on Getze since Eberflus has taken over the defense, right? And his defense has played well the last several games, except against what the Chargers. Um, but I think Getsy, I think he has too much play to, to call the game. And I don't think he's using run pass option enough. Yeah. Um, when fields was healthy. Uh, that's, that's kind of how I read that. Yeah. So Bajan isn't the next Brock Purdy. That's what I have been hearing from bears fans for a couple (laughs) weeks now. You know, in that first game when he was under control and everything was really high percentage, he looked like he could control. He, he was a heck of offense. a find, though. And uh, then it kind of went down. That he could be there, a but. backup, a competent backup in the NFL where they got him. Yeah. He was like undrafted, right? Shepard. <laughs> yeah. Right. He seems uh, like. I guess it proves there's gems in the rough somewhere. You more know? more yeah. serious question for you. Uh, what do you think of the Monta Sweat deal? Are you. Are you good giving up a high second rounder for uh, your highest paid player now? And do you think that's good for the Bears' future? I think in this case, it's worth the risk right. just because, you know, how many high second round draft picks can fizzle out or become nothing? They can become playful. This guy, at least. Yeah, that's, that's true. Um, that's fair. But their weakness, their glaring weakness on defense was that line. You, you had to address that somehow, but it kind of suggests that they don't want to tank this year. Um, I don't know. I, I like him being picked up. Sweat seems like a good player, especially if you can get one more guy in that line around him. 
who's going to help cave things in on that offensive mm-hmm. line. So we'll see. Mm. You think they're going to win another game this year? <laughs> <laughs> I have this sad thought that it's not going to be this coming <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> Uh, I do. I, I think they'll win another game. They were two and two with Bajan. Well, yeah, um, I was going to mention that one and five with Justin Fields and two and two with Bajan. Hmm. Yeah. Well, the, now consider the quality of their opponents, yeah. though. What was it okay. the Saints? Uh, you had Carolina in the mix Broncos. there. It, it seemed like Moore yeah. decided to catch for Bajan, too. Right. <laughs> right. And there were a couple of close ones that could have gone the other way that Moore came down with. Too. I'll tell you, and I'm not trying to talk down Fields's ability, but um, well, Moore has been part of the reason Fields struggles because he's been dropping balls for for Fields, one right true. in the red basket. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that just goes to what you're saying. Nothing seems to be working when he's out there. Like, right, something fails somewhere. Right. The one thing, and, and I'll tell you, as a Bears fan, Eberflus drives me bananas. <laughs> he doesn't know how to manage a clock leading up to the halftime, leading up to the end of a game. I, I've wanted to reach through the TV and strangle them a couple of times. And I'm sure probably every coach does that to their fans. But he seems <laughs> like to his, really uh, have a master's in not knowing his, how to manage uh, the clock. His ability in a press conference even more serious in, oh, in a very confusing way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah no, yes. Oh, yeah, the field's injury status yeah. was bizarre. Like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. make a game time decision. So is he playing? No, right. But it's a game time decision. Uh, oh, and speaking of that, you guys probably have accessed all this information already. But I did hear, I don't know, a couple hours ago that um, apparently Fields is going to have to wear something on his hand, on his throwing hand, for that thumb. I don't know if it's going to be a glove or or what, but that could be a factor. In how Has much he, he thrown with a glove before? I don't know if I've seen it. <laughs> it's not going to matter, but that's nice so. of you to share that information. Two glove golf wasn't <laughs> yeah. as good as no well, glove, glove So Aim I'm... for the glove. Aim for the glove. Yeah. We don't need no or Stafford used to rock a yeah, glove occasionally, and I didn't think he played as well with the glove. Yeah. If you don't mind me asking, Connor, now that you brought him up, I wanted to ask you, panel, uh-huh. a question about is it weird for – uh, how do I want to phrase this? Is it weird that Stafford do you think? Do you think if Stafford were in this offense now, that things would run as smoothly, or do you think he might throw a few more picks than than God? Actually, a very I think the I think the offense would be designed yeah. a little differently, just because Stafford has a different skill set than Goff. I think right. I think we'd see more deep balls and a little more play action, and uh, Goff's. Goff's more than a game manager. I don't want to say that, but they just have different skill sets, and that's what I think. And Johnson's no, done I so think, well is cater it to Goff, and I think he would have done that. From outside, that's a good point, Connor. That they would probably higher risk, higher reward with with uh, Stafford. But Goff has been a surprise to those of us outside of this whole thing because it seemed like he wasn't that impressive with the Rams. So something's going better. Yeah. Maybe the scheme is better fit with Detroit for his skill set. Um, or McVeigh I mean, rubbed him the wrong way, or I knows? think McVeigh just did a great job of gaslighting everybody on him. Was what really <laughs> happened? Like he hung that all their struggles that next those that last year on golf pretty much. He did, and like you know they did start to struggle as golf lost you know resources around them. Their running back, their O line started to go away, and like uh, right. But you know he was still a pretty young quarterback at that time too. I mean, but like he did all, you know, he got him to that Super Bowl. It wasn't like he didn't contribute to that effort. And he, you know, put up a lot of points and he's always been good everywhere he's been. I just think he didn't fit with McVay. I think that was a clash of personalities more than anything. That's my theory anyway. And getting him to the Super Bowl is is an important point because that suggests maybe that the, the next time maybe this year that he's in a big spotlight. Maybe he won't. Hey Jim, I had a question about that, a past Bears Lions game. Yeah. <laughs> Calvin Johnson yeah. catches the winning touchdown in the corner of the end zone. And then they say, Oh, you didn't complete the process. Like, wasn't that bullshit? Uh, <laughs> and Lovey Smith's like, of course, that's, I that remember catch. that. Like, come on. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> there was that, that's when they were having real issues trying to define exactly what a catch was. So you're well, saying it was a catch and the Lions got right. What a catch is. is. And the, you know, did they complete the move? 
Um, I have to have a review of that play. (laughs) (laughs) The play stands as called on the field. (laughs) Oh boy. So what, uh, what are you feeling about? What do you think gives you guys a chance to, if any, to pull it out this weekend against us? Um, okay. Two things like incredibly stout defense and limiting them to limiting you (laughs) to 21 points or less. And then on the other side, they got to have quick releases on every pass. They have to have a really serious run pass option option. Mm-hmm. Um, can't turn the ball over. Those are the, those are the three things, I, or four things, however many of those were. Obviously, turnovers, big thing. But you got you to gotta get that ball out of Justin Fields' hand quicker. Bajent did have him on that. Bajent was able to release that ball fast. So it's a big deal. So you're saying they so it doesn't sound like there's much chance, is what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> I got a like, snowball's chance. No. <laughs> so I'm sca- oh, I'm sorry. So if you were, if the Bears were to somehow, by some miracle of God, like something that's nearly impossible, but if they were to win this game and 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 you were to celebrate and you were to go sing the Bears fight song, would you be able to do it? Bear down, Chicago Bears. I'd have to make up most of the rest wow. of the lyrics. I could get a half yeah. a line in there, probably. All right, well, it's just you have a tune, yes, which is what you yeah. Wait, yeah, know. true. You do have a good You've voice. You've been a Bears though. fan your whole life, Thank you. and you only uh, know the first line? <laughs> <laughs> something, he can something, and, something, and something, 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 He can victory. sing and dance the Super Bowl shuffle. <laughs> That's all I, I, I don't know. Even I know more of the Bears fight song than that. Oh, oh! Let's do that. Yeah. As long as I get to see the fridge dancing again like that, that would be tremendous. Oh boy! Uh, yeah. That's yeah, scary. Yeah. So yeah, so I was I was uh, well. What is it? It's coming up on the forty year anniversary of the last time they won the Super Bowl. So. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I got a question for you. Uh, on a scale of one to ten, one. Driving through, you know, the south side of Chicago neighborhoods at midnight or 10 being you'd have to recite the Chicago Bears fight song to save your life. What? How scared are you of the Lions this weekend? Oh, if I wanted the Bears to win, then I am super scared. I think that's close to driving the south side <laughs> around midnight. What's, you got to give so, me a number here. Come on. Um, okay, but the lower number is more scary right well you have to recite the bears fight song in order to save your life someone's got to oh just save my life literally yeah, okay then i'm I'm, I'm, I'm like a nine and a half <laughs> i'm like a nine and a half that's appropriate yeah. that's appropriate you know yeah. maybe you're not as crazy but I, what's going no. on man <laughs> no you know what let me I, I will throw this into the mix the only other thing that i didn't mention when we were talking about how the bears could possibly slip through here is if the lions are caught sleeping and the and everyone every team says that they're not going to get that trap game. The only way the Bears win is if they are not firing on six of their eight cylinders. If that's the case, uh, and they let some you guys bad are rocking a V eight happen twelve cylinders against them engine in Detroit. So. That's a that's a possible win. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Jaguar. <laughs> As Zach would say, it's a Jaguar. Yeah. yeah. The Jaguar. Yeah. Oh, oh, we're talking Jacksonville now. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> their, yeah. their quarterback engine might be breaking down a bit in Jacksonville. That's right. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Whoops. Anybody got any other questions for our guest today? Uh, uh who's the greatest around. running back of uh, all time? Okay. <laughs> Walter Payton. Jeez. Oh, oh geez. Man. I thought you were going to say Barry Sanders. I thought every Bears. He didn't ask you who the Sanders. second best running back of all time. <laughs> oh, man. This is rough. This is rough company. I wish I had some somebody. Can someone help me here? <laughs> There's no, no help in the life. The guys in the white jackets are okay. coming. They're coming. Yeah. <laughs> Going back oh. to Bellevue. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Well, wait, did you give him there are no other questions? Prediction? We'd like to thank Jim for being we need, brave. Enough. We need Jim and prediction. Oh, yeah, we need a prediction. No. Oh, I, I'm sorry, yeah, Big Z. On, I apologize, Jim. We, we yeah. have to ask you uh, your prediction for the game score and and things you see happening in the game. What do you think the final score is going to be? <laughs> Give us a couple of details. Of what's going to happen? 
Bears 72, Lions 3. No. Um, I like this guy. Realistically, um, okay, I'm going to go. I think maybe the Bears have a, a stupid day offensively, Ooh. and there's a pick six. Right. And we might right. look at 31-17, Lions. All right. He's, See your sanity. I think they might have misclaimed you, Bill. Do you? That, yeah, <laughs> I think you're right. Thank uh, you. you. You're you're making a lot of sense. I don't know why. Other than the fact that you're a Bears fan, I just don't. You know, it's, I am realistic. I'm a realistic right. Bears fan. I wish I had better news for Bears fans, but oh, no. Boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, Jim. Well, Jim, thanks for coming on today. We really appreciate it. Thank, the you. Right. Thank you, Jim. You're a brave soul. Thank you. Talk to you guys soon. All right. Hope so. Take care. <laughs> okay. Bye. bye. Well, maybe it's because he's bipolar. Is that the thing? He's like, I don't know. smart, but then he likes the bear. Hey, predict the Lions win, it, so he must have awesome. some wisdom. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to say, but I know. Like it's weird. He was but... he was a brave soul for coming out, and I'll give him that. He was. So. He was. Yeah. Wow. So that was that was really good, uh, Jim Riley. Uh, entering the lion's den. And now we have another special guest with us today, Drew Kavanaugh. Uh, hmm. What's Kavanaugh. up, Drew? Hi, guys. How you doing? Thanks for having me on. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Drew, tell hey. us about yourself a little bit real quick. Well, uh, I'm uh, originally from Michigan. Grew up in Rochester, a city 30 to 45 minutes north of oh, Detroit. Nice. Grew up a Detroit fan. Lions, Tigers, and all that, and it's been awesome. Oh, I still live right. near Rochester. That's nice. really cool. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. A, it's a beautiful area, man. I loved it. Where'd you go to high school? It's our old neck of the woods. I went to Stony Creek, and then my last, uh, my senior year, I went to IMG in Bradenton, Florida. Oh, okay. Stony okay. Creek. Where are you at now? Cool. I'm in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. Playing baseball, we hear. Nice. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Play with uh, Charlie. That's my guy. San Francisco Giants. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Fantastic. Nice. Uh, good luck with your uh, your future, man. No, thank you. I really appreciate it. All right. Uh, so guys, any any questions? Or are we going to go right into our uh, – what do you think here? I'm winging it here a little bit. Tell me out. <laughs> How are you feeling about this points. matchup this week? Yeah, what do you think? Uh, kind of a trap game for the boys. I like that we got Montgomery back. It's, it's good to uh, – to have his presence in the, the backfield again i was i was missed a little bit i actually made it out to uh raiders uh lions game and jameer obviously had a big day that day but I, I think david was still uh missed in that game so i think it's i'm excited about the game and i think that it, it, we should take care of business all right this is his first game back in nice. chicago isn't it yeah it i believe is. so it is. we haven't played him yet yeah that'll be a revenge yeah. game well, <laughs> well yeah. drew on this segment what we do is uh you're a guest picker uh not to pick strawberries or apples or anything like that you're gonna make picks and predictions about this game so the first thing okay. we pick here is called what we call the roar of the week and that means you're gonna pick one player who's gonna have a standout game and tell us a little about why you think that so let us know who is your roar of the week thank you uh Rudd Dahl, you're going to have to ride with you here and say that uh, David Montgomery is going to have a big week. I think that uh, he's going back to Chicago for his first time. He's got something to prove, man. It's nice. it's his time to get uh, show him what he's all about. I, I think that's the, the roar player of the week. It's going to be what David do you think Montgomery. He does? Yards. I think he goes, I'm going to say, I'm going to say he's going to go for 100 again. Ooh, nice. And um, nice. I'm going to say just one tutty, one tutty. Okay, so he is your what of the All week right. here? A roar player of the no, week. You're, you're what? You're what? Of the huh? Week? You're what of the week? You have roar! To roar. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. I love it. That's awesome. So let's go around the horn here. Uh, Bob, who's your roar of the week? All right. I I like Drew's pick there with Montgomery, but I'm going to go a different direction. Uh, our defense got a little uh, embarrassed last week, and I think they're going to. Uh, take that to heart and turn it around. So I got Hutch as my roar of the week this Wait, are you week. Uh, I think he's. Uh, I even. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. And <laughs> details. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that whole D line and that that pass rush, they're gonna all be focused. And I, I, 
I'm seeing two sacks Norse. for uh, Hutch yeah. this week. He's my roar! Right. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Woo! Connor, how about you, buddy? You know, the St. Brown brothers have a podcast. Uh, Equiminius is with the Bears. Um, and he said something that really struck me. He said he's not afraid of the Lions because they're still the same old Lions. And that made me really mad. Um, and I think his brother, the better receiver, Amon Ross St. Brown, is going to get revenge for that comment. I think he's going to get 135 yards and two touchdowns. And he is my... Ooh. of the week Ooh, noise. i love it i love it red dog how about you okay i just feel like this guy is gonna be the roar of the week often going forward it might get boring after a while but uh jameer gibbs i just think he's getting more and more consistent and with his consistency and his speed is gonna be he's just gonna be a dynamo in every game he's gonna be so hard to stop I think he's still going to have less yards rushing this week than Montgomery. I think it'll be sort of similar, like 80, 80 range, maybe, maybe close to hundred, but I think he's going to have over 150 yards from the line of scrimmage. I think he's going to take a screen, the distance, uh, from like, like 60, 70 yards out. That'll be a nice one. But, uh, yeah. So, and I think he's gonna have two touchdowns, one rushing one through the air. Jameer Gibbs is my of the week. Ooh. Ooh. All right. Jameer Ooh. Gibbs, All right. baby. I like it. Uh, Kid J. Kid J. <laughs> what do you think? My uh, my roar of the week, I think um, I think uh, Jameson Williams is just going to continue on the momentum he had last week. He is going to um, really – I think he's really going to shine against this Bears, um, this Bears pass defense, and I think he's going to get – um, a hundred yards and one touchdown, and that touchdown is going to be like a, like a fifty yard like bomb. It's going to be like a play action pass where he just takes like the where he just goes. Um, he just takes like the seam route all the way down. He runs past, runs behind the defense and scores. So oh, that's man. he's my roar. He's my roar of the week. All right, nice. I love it. I think right. every Lions fan would love to see that one happen. Uh, see oh, Jamal's yeah. breakout. That would be great. But my roar of the week is I'm gonna. I'm being a little predator here, but Drew, I'm I'm agreeing with you, buddy. I think Montgomery coming back, it's a revenge game for him. He wants to show the Bears what they're missed out and by not signing him. And he's going to go big. I, I'm saying 100, 140 yards and at least two Ooh. touchdowns. And, uh, yeah, wow. it's just a revenge. He's he's going to want to be fed the ball. He's going to be doing a lot of this and, you know, <laughs> like, you know, feed me gestures and stuff like that. So, yeah, David Montgomery, 140 yards rushing, two touchdowns, is my roar of the week. Noise. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, Big Z. I'm sorry I could not make the podcast tonight. A rare moment in my life. Um, I'm sure UJ, Rudd Dog, Connor, and Bobble really stepped it up, and we had some terrific guests tonight as well. Um, I just want to get my thoughts in on the pod here about this game really quick. The Bears. I'm surrounded by a lot of Bears fans in my life. Um, they're arguably my most hated opponent. This includes my own father, uh, who we've had on the podcast here, a Bear fan, Dan. Either way, uh, I always look forward to these games, uh, Bears-Lions, and the Lions, extreme favorite, home crowd, rowdy of the big victory in L.A. Um, and this is a great matchup for the Lions. A very interesting aspect about this matchup is the Bears, you know, despite their horrible record and a subpar defense, they they do one thing extremely well, and that's stop the run. They're actually second in the NFL in rush defense. You know who's third? The Detroit Lions. Um, but I digress. And I, I just I just love this matchup. You have the Lions offensive line coming off as one of the best rushing offensive performances you'll see all year against the Chargers, who are arguably one of the worst rush defenses in the NFL against this stout Bears rush defense. Um, I, I think it's strength on strength, and I think the strength favors the Lions, especially at home for the Lions, because the Bears give 20 more yards rushing on the road than they do at home in Chicago. So the turf, I don't think, favors the Bears in this matchup. Um, Lions interior offensive line went healthy, although Jonah Jackson is hurt again. <laughs> Let's hope he's back. But either way, um, I still think is a strength. 
And even when Montez sweat, um, the Lions proved that they can handle a top edge pass rusher. Uh, when they handled Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa last weekend, none heard of whatsoever. So my roar of the week this week, of course, is a guy uh, you call a revenge game, if you will. But that's a guy that left Chicago to come to Detroit to be a winner. That's right. It's David Montgomery. David Montgomery is going to go for 110 yards in this game. Uh, that's if Jameer Gibbs doesn't break up a couple big ones, that is. But either way, um, David Montgomery at least is getting one touchdown and over 100 yards in this game, in his revenge game, proving, hey, I left Chicago to come to a winner, and that winner is the Detroit Lions. Um, and we are very blessed to have him. So that's my roar of the week. Okay, so now we go into our <laughs> world-famous predictions. Yes, world-famous, folks. No matter where you go, whether it's Europe, Asia, Africa, Australia, South America, it doesn't even matter. Even gonna, Antarctica. People will talk about our world-famous predictions. That's true. And this is, we're going to predict the outcome of the Lions game this week. And as you know, we've been very accurate this year. The, the crew has been incredibly accurate this year. We're, we're all 7-2. and 7-2, and two, yeah. it's really which weird. is really high, high, super high percentage. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, that's... It's just unbelievable. It's it's unheard of. You know what's so, even crazier? Our it's the same record as the Lions. Our predictions are exactly all right on with the Lions. The that? It's like I I wow. don't know. Astronomical, I'd think. I don't even know. So we're gonna start with our, our guest today, Drew. So Drew, what's your prediction for the game and the outcome? I got the Lions. I'm gonna say forty two to I'll give them double digits. I'll give them 10. I'm going to say 42-10 lines. All right. Mm. I like that. All I right. think that Jared's right. going to have a big game. I think Sam Laporte is going to get a good amount of touches. Maybe we might see a, a late Brock Wright touchdown. I think that could occur again. And then, yeah, I think those, that, that's going to be a good run out there. I think he made the right call with that prediction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was 45-10, uh, uh -huh. Drew? 42-10. Uh, oh, 42-10. Okay. That's an awesome prediction there. Bob, like what's your prediction? All right. I like this game for the Lions. Uh, I don't think they will be let down. I mean, they uh, they know what's up against them. They're going to go for that number one seed in the conference. So I think they're going to be ready for the Bears. Um, even with Justin Fields coming back, they do have trouble with the running quarterback sometime, but uh, ultimately will beat his ass. Uh, so I, I like the Lions winning this one, thirty-eight to nine. Whoa! Uh, no, no. Uh, nice. They don't get to the end zone, oh, the Bears, nice. and uh, and Fields is running for his life, and uh, Goff and the the offense are gonna be clicking it all day. So thirty-eight. I love it, man. Like good prediction. It makes so total sense too. Connor, how about you? Sense. I. I, first of all, beating the Bears is so exciting because I live in Chicago, so I just, I don't know. Bears fans annoy me. They're always thinking they're so good and they're bad every year. It frustrates me. Uh, I think the Lions are going to cruise to an easy victory. I think Justin Fields is going to be a little rusty. And let's be honest, he wasn't that great when he was sharp. So I'm going to say 36 to 10 with a safety. Uh and I think Aleem McNeil uh, breaks in there and uh, gets fields in the end zone for the safety. Um, and I think Amon Raz got his touchdowns. And I think Sam Laporta adds another 36 to 10 Lions. Beautiful. Awesome. Right. Red dog. Yeah. I mean, I think we're going to really return to form. Like, can, you know, just roll over a team here. I think we're just we're gonna this is gonna be the perfect game where it's gonna be like a lot like it was before we hit Baltimore, where we just are like a processing machine just chewing up everything in front of us and spitting it out. Uh I, I think we're gonna put up a lot of points. I think over fifty. I'm gonna call it like fifty six. That's kinda low, but it, it feels right. I don't know why. Uh I also think the defense is gonna is gonna have a field day. a, a, a field's day um and uh contain justin fields and i think it's gonna be 
really effective and hold him to zero points. I'm calling 56 to zero. Uh, you know, <laughs> golf isn't going to have a lot of yards, only like 250. Like he's going to fall back into that. I don't need to do it all 250. And then the running backs are going to go off. Uh, Montgomery and Gibbs are both going to, like I said, Gibbs near a hundred. I think Montgomery's going to get over a hundred and it's just going to be a field day. 56 to nothing. All right. Yeah. Shut up for the Lions D. Shut up. That would Maybe. be nice. Cause you know what? It's not just a conference game. Like you said, we're going for the one seed. No, this is division, baby. And I think we're gonna be well motivated for this game. I don't think this is a trap game. I think they're excited to go to sh- take on Chicago and destroy them. I love it. I love it. Kid Jay, what do you think, buddy? I think the um uh last time the Lions gave up a uh, thirty 35 plus points they came out the next week and beat the uh the falcons 20 to 6 mm-hmm. they had seven sacks 11 tackles for loss and like seven qb hits i think the lions are going to put up a similar performance against a team who also who doesn't have a, a great offensive line and i think they're going to get like eight sacks um <laughs> lots of tackles for loss wow um they're going to like um uh, they're going to win uh 31 to uh six against the uh, against Chicago Bears. Oh, KJ, yeah, when are you going to come right. out and finally admit you're a Lions man? Like, come on, man. You're drinking the Kool-Aid, son. <laughs> <laughs> he's just staying in the closet for now. Leave him alone. He'll come out when he's ready. Come yeah, out when he's ready. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. So, you know, I was looking at some of these stats. You know, the Bears are what, 19th in points scored, 27th in points allowed. And then 28th and DVOA. Does anybody know what DVOA means? Defense means adjusted Doba. value Doba. Like over average. Adjusted strength of schedule. Does anybody know? I don't know. I know it factors in your strength of schedule and like how you perform against everyone. It, it means statisticians have been getting their hands on our sports too much. Like, I have no idea what that means. I literally have no a, idea it's, what that means. It's an advanced, it's an advanced stat that like that um helps like uh, determine like how successful your team is on like a play to play basis. Like, you know, like it kind of, it, it kind of weight outweigh lowers, like, you know, like fourth downs as much. And like, we you know, call it, it kind of sounds it like nerd stuff. It's just a, it's just a metric. Yeah. It, <laughs> we is, call it, it is a comprehensive stat. statistic. <laughs> nerd, nerd talk is, if we were good at numbers, we wouldn't be doing a podcast. Okay. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's right. That's right. Well, j- yep. If I brought up DVOA in high school, they would have shoved me in a Abacus? You mean more often than they did? <laughs> ah, hey, hey wait a minute. Uh, so, anyway, uh, I think uh, the idea of a trap game does exist, and I think uh, Campbell is completely aware of this, and I think he's going to want to come out early, hard, and often. I mean, just beat the fuck out of him in the first half. Like, bad, okay? I think the first half is going to be similar to that Packers game early in the year, probably like 28 to nothing, something like that. We're, we're just going to pour it on fast and hard, you know, maybe have that little let up in the third quarter, but come fourth quarter, it's going to be all that running game. Montgomery is just going to run all over the bears for his 140 yards and two touchdowns. So my final score is 45 to six. The bears will eke out a couple lucky field goals and uh, that's all they're going to have. That's it. Fields, field the Lions goals. will crush them mercilessly. And and I think it's important that Campbell gets this team <laughs> to come out really fast and hard and not let this game kind of you know, <laughs> linger on close, you know, for the first half. I don't think he wants to see that at all. I think he wants to see us just put the <laughs> right away and just just beat them hard fast. Job, so 45 to 6 is my prediction. That'd be awesome. <laughs> and then my prediction. So the Bears, they have DJ Moore. Justin Fields looks like he's back this week. But in a way, that's positive. At least Bajan, uh, you know, he, he has a few turnovers. But overall, I would say he's more conservative. Kind of goes more in the flow of the offense to a degree. Obviously, Fields is much more athletic. Quarterback and the Lions have had their problems with rushing quarterbacks. But this is a bad Bears offense. They do not have an identity. Um, they can run the ball decently. Dante Foreman likes to fall forward three or four yards. Um, Khalil Herbert, I believe, will be back this week. This is a team that's looking to rebuild, though, um, which, you know, I don't know if they went over this in the pod, but Montez Sweat has a that that whole or that whole trade and 
signing his contract at the, this time and their rebuild is an interesting. Uh, I, I think it's going to go poorly, but and I think they overpaid. Nonetheless, nonetheless, my prediction this week is at least a double digit victory for the Lions. This is in Detroit. I think that's a big factor as well. On the turf in Detroit, the Lions are going to put up 30 points this week. Actually, 31 to be exact. It's going to be a 31 to 14 victory for the Detroit Lions at home over the Chicago Bears. And the Lions will continue their threshold on the NFC North. Uh, so I look forward to this weekend. I look forward to Ford Field getting rowdy. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope the rest of the podcast went well. Sorry I couldn't make it. Um, we'll be back with the live stream on YouTube. That's at DTBK. Subscribe on there. You'll get notified when the live stream goes up there on Sunday night. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This is Big Z. And as always, go Lions! All right. So if I'm not mistaken here, let's see. We all picked the Lions to win this game Sunday. Oh, my God. What? Wow. Every one of us picked the Lions. (laughs) Guys, I I just don't know if I can get over how crazy that is. <laughs> Even our Bears yeah, fan predicted the Lions win. Literally everyone. Wow. That's the first time someone's wow. come in the den and predicted a Lions win, I think. We've been doing this for a while. <laughs> and also remember, folks, when when Campbell's going for it and fourth down, you know, wear your diapers, you know. What, what, what was his exact quote? I can't remember, but uh put your diapers on if you're he's I'm like scared. if you have a problem with it, wear diapers. Like, awesome. You you gotta love Campbell, man. That guy is a walking quote machine. He's fantastic. So anything else yeah. would you guys like to talk about yeah. tonight? I just want Drew's kind of thoughts on the organization as a whole or where he thinks the direction of this team. Well, I think yeah. I think growing up it was uh very easy to point the finger at the Fords. And say, oh, it's them. Like it's the Lions are never going to pull it together. And then we start getting a little bit better. And then trade away Matthew Stafford and get Jared Goff. And I'm like, this is just the worst thing that could have happened. I was I was super mad about that. And then I feel like it's it it could go down as one of the best trades of all time. Because they get their Super Bowl, I'm going to say in the next five years we get one or maybe two if we stay on the same track. <laughs> I like it. So yeah, I, I think that uh, yeah. that is. Um, I'm really happy with where we're at right now as a team, and as long as we stay healthy uh, and keep going for it on those fourth downs, I think we'll be just fine. Hell yeah! Uh, let me ask you another question. Yeah. You're, you're kind of a youngster, so uh, I mean, Bob and I go back a lot further. But who is your all-time favorite Lions player? Mm-hmm. <sighs> I would say. Uh, job at best. I think. I love, nice. I love watching him run the football. I, I would have, I, I could say a legend like Barry or I love watching Calvin Johnson too, but oh, man, if he could have stayed healthy, I think he really could have really could have done something for the Lions. He was, he was sweet though. He was sweet to watch. That's uh, like, you gotta love that. Gibbs. Yeah. Though, <laughs> he's got Same. similar skill set. Yeah, no, I, I love Gibbs yeah, like, too. It may be better. Oh man! What do I? Man, yeah. I love that pick. Yeah, That's awesome. He was pick. awesome. Best. Yeah, he was. Schlesinger for me. Schlesinger. Schlesinger yeah, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Super stuff. Well, I got to show my age, and I got to say, Len Barney, because he was my first football idol ever, and uh, he made me a Lions fan. Yeah. So uh, I'm going, Len Barney. God rest his soul. He's not dead yeah. yet, but he's sitting at like a nursing home down in Texas somewhere and uh, having a little trouble yeah. with money. His family's all trying to get yeah. his money. <laughs> sad, sad story. <laughs> Len Barney, a great, great player. Yeah. Number 20, again, him and Barry and Billy, the great yeah. number 20s. You know, I'll say Roy Williams. I I really loved Roy Williams as a kid. Ooh, yeah. And when we <laughs> traded him to the uh, Cowboys, awesome. it worked out perfectly because then he got really bad right after we traded <laughs> yeah. the Cowboys. Yeah. He really lost us for a couple of good years after that. It, it reminded me of uh, the giant. You know what, though? What's his face? Uh Connor, I, I loved Roy because you know what he did? What? He made he made some entertainment come out of that 0 and 16 season. Every time he'd get that first oh, down that was so down. rare and get up and all like <laughs> he'd be like, Yeah, let's yeah. go. Like the one thing to cheer about the whole game. It was awesome. It was the first down. Roy Williams getting us all and, hyped. <laughs> and he gave uh Megatron his name too. Oh, did he really? I didn't he, know that. He named him. 
He coined yeah, that. He did. He did. Yeah. Roy Williams was the best, season. like, like most acrobatic, <laughs> ridiculous catch receiver ever. And then, like, a like a basic standard ball to his chest, he just could not handle. <laughs> it was awesome. You never knew we were going to get with him, but he made some fun plays. Then we did a great trade. We got two first rounders for him, but they blew what they tried. Yeah. Wait, no. <laughs> but it was a good trade. Yeah, it was Pettigrew, yeah. wasn't it? Oh jeez! Yeah, was so, so. Oh, Pettigrew was pretty good. But and Stafford. Had, oh no, that was the year we got Stafford though, right? We traded Roy oh. away. Well, Stafford's awesome. That's yeah. my well, favorite. We yeah. Stafford, Stafford with that. Stafford, yeah, he went for yeah. the niche yeah. pick, so I feel like I had yeah. to go niche. Obviously, I'd probably say <laughs> Stafford or Kelvin. But... Yeah. Hey, can I, yeah, can I bring right. up one more thing? Uh, yeah. Doesn't it feel like maybe too Ben Johnson might be coaching the Bills next year? I fear it. I definitely fear that. It feels like a match made in heaven. Yeah. I'm scared to lose him. I'm and really I, scared and to I, lose him. I hear on Twitter that sources are saying he's supposedly one of the most coveted coaching candidates. Coming I'd be amazed if he wasn't. What he's doing with his yeah. offense? But you know what? Who, He'll be coaching somewhere. I think that leads to another question, Connor. Who do you guys think they're grooming? They're, Dan sees that coming. He's got to be preparing. Who do you guys think? I have a theory, but I'm curious if you guys have any. Probably the wide receivers coach um, or uh, what? Yeah. Scotty Montgomery. Scotty, that's. I don't know the guy's name. He's, he's the, the tight ends coach, receivers coach they brought in to help out and then be an assistant. Uh, I don't know his name. I can't remember, but I thought they were just specifically grooming that guy. Well, I, I think Dave Phipp about, is really impressive and has been doing an extraordinary job on our special teams. I think he would do great. As I think, I have a feeling too. He's all football. I think he might be. On the radar there too, oh, and he calls plays already. That Dave Fip is it his name? Dave yeah, Fip. If you listen to his interviews, he's an interesting guy. He'd been around football his whole life. His dad was a coach. Like I think, I, I just I think I got my eye on him because mm. you're gonna have to replace uh, Ben, wow. and he's been learning under Ben probably this whole time. Was if they're planning it that way? Yeah, like, he seems so. kind of psycho to me. I like. Uh, I, yeah, that's great. <laughs> I just, like, Dan, uh, <laughs> Ben's a, a sicko, according to Decker. So why not a psycho? Yeah, you got a- <laughs> <laughs> UJ, uh, the Lions tight ends coach is a Tanner Engstrom. He, I guess he's the he's the passing game coordinator. Yes, that's the guy. Thank you, thank you. KJ. Okay. Yeah, oh, Tanner a passing Engstrom. coordinator. That's I. Profession. I. My feeling, my gut feeling is that yeah, Campbell knows what's going on. He's grooming this guy. He's grooming specifically somebody. grooming this guy. So. I don't know. Like you said, they're thinking yeah. about the future too. They know uh, Ben's not going to be here that long. So Dan can always call it too. But I'm sure they're mostly just concentrating on this year, though, because we have yes. Ben right now. And absolutely, I'm surprised we're talking about coaching changes. I was already, just bringing uh, it up because the Bills a had a bad game and fired their OC, and I <laughs> think it's going off the rails for them. Oh no, Ben Johnson's well, going to yeah off or something. He's not going to if he he can't go there and be their OC. He'd no, I know. I, I'm saying I think well, firing Andy the OC does, is the start really... of eventual coaching changes in Buffalo. Is right. Oh, right. you think the Bills are going to totally switch? Okay. I think they might. Well, they're I definitely mean, underperforming for the talent. When you have that, a Super Bowl so. window and it closes, you fire people. Yeah. Unless you're the White Sox, then you promote everyone. But most franchises <laughs> are fired. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Nice. Oh, boy. Oh. Yeah. You go to one of the worst teams of baseball to get your. Let's get the Royals uh, to get get their secrets. Yeah. Oh, on anyway. that note, yeah. On that yeah. note, <laughs> anything else, guys? Before we wrap up here today, we're all good. No, no Connor's going to the game. All right, so Connor, look for him yeah. running out on the field. I'm a four and zero watching the Lions live this year, going five. Um, so yeah. well, if you can sneak down to the sideline, tell Campbell to go for it on fourth down. <laughs> I don't think I need to tell him, I think he's gonna do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah what a great call on fourth and two. Fourth down, man, just go for it. I, I know it. I wasn't I on that call. podcast, the recap pod, but it's so great. Man, that fourth and two call was my favorite Dan Campbell call of all time, I think. Absolutely, but there. that's right along with the Packers one last year. Remember, I don't want to give them yeah. another chance at the ball. Yeah, we get a first down game over. And that's what Sometimes I feel I like it. I'm in Dan Campbell's head or like we share a wavelength or something because I feel like whenever he comes to third and short or or four, like he always wants to go for it. <laughs> His default is I want to go for this. And then he has to like restrain himself. Like, yeah, I right. just I freaking love that. Like, I'm like, on thirty. It's like, damn it! I I settled for that field goal. Damn it! <laughs> oh boy. All right, yeah. 
on that note, okay, I think we'll wrap it up. I would like to thank our special guests today, Jim Riley and Drew Cavanaugh for coming on. We really appreciate your time, you know, uh, sharing it with us Lions fans. Uh, Thanks to all the fans who listen to this podcast uh, and for loving the Lions as much as we do, because we do love this team, man. I don't know what it is. It's just in our blood, man. Mm -hmm. Seeing that helmet, seeing that lion, I don't know, except for those gray uniforms and all that, but that's another issue. But uh, (laughs) anyway, thanks to Sideline Report for hosting our website. Follow us on Instagram at DrinkingTheBlueKool-Aid and Twitter slash X at Drinking Lions. You can find us on almost anywhere that podcasts are potted out. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, hmm, anything else I remember? Last, oh, last but not least, last, but no, no, oh, do no, we no, thank no, our no, producer? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Ah. Oh my god, oh, I almost forgot. Good call. <laughs> also, like to thank our producer, Kid J. Kid J. Kid J. Kid J. Sorry, KJ. It's all right. We do love you, though. You deserve better than us, KJ. He's he's taking us down to the Rams podcast after that. Oh, yeah, right. And last, but not least, as always, go, go, go. Field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock. Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain a lion's victory. Go. Go. MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.